Hi guys, welcome to Game Changer. I'm David Villa and I am here alone today. I'm not with uh, my wife Diana today. <clears throat> I am going at it alone in this episode and uh, we've been married 30 years <clears throat> in April and man, let me tell you something. I'm glad it's just a podcast because I could not imagine going at life alone uh, without her by my side. So miss her today and uh, she'll be back uh, next week for our next episode. However, we're going to just jump into a topic today, and I've got to talk <clears throat> a little more than I normally do today. And so um, I'm going to see how that's going to go without her bringing that wisdom uh, and that knowledge in. So we're going to talk a little bit about the title. It's kind of an interesting title. If you saw it, hopefully it grabbed you. Maybe you can relate to this, but the title is simply, it doesn't seem like a title. It seems more like a sentence, right? I may seem like I'm a motivated person, but in reality, I'm not. I'm going to say it again. I may seem like I'm a motivated person, but in reality, I'm not. <clears throat> so uh, let me just say this. I'm a CEO, uh, of course, minister of the gospel, uh, podcast host, uh, coach, do some uh, training, a lot of things. Um, of course, a husband um, and a father and a grandfather. But, you know, people look at me and, you know, because I um, often bring motivation or maybe say something that might inspire them or gravitate towards that, they say, oh, you're automatically a motivated person. Well, guess what? I am not. So if that's you and you go, man, I just never understood, right, uh, people who are motivated like that, how do they do it? And let me just tell you, um, it's not. I don't naturally feel like doing much of anything. All right. Naturally, I don't naturally. I, I enjoy relaxing. I enjoy chilling out. When I run into obstacles, the, my first reaction is 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 not to fight through it. My first reaction is to take the path of least resistance. I don't like confrontation. <clears throat> and uh, so I naturally do not feel like doing much of anything. So I never wake up. I mean, let's say this again, never wake up, clap my hands and yell, right? Today is going to be a great day. I don't get up and it's like, man, today's going to be a great day. I mean, that just doesn't happen. It doesn't seem to work for me, right? It's not like I tried that, right? And, and you know, I, I uh, you know, you're, you'll have some, some self-help gurus, right? A lot of them, um, really, I don't get anything from these days because there's not that faith element. And, and to me, that's it's you're missing the the main focus, the main foundation of what keeps me going, right? I've tried that way, and it just doesn't work for me. I don't clap my hands, get out of bed, and go like, "Man, today's going to be a great day," and then that sets the tone. So, how do I achieve daily motivation? Well, here can I just say this? I, I really spent years not doing that um, until I until I got this truth, right? I need to be inspired. I need to feel like my life matters. I need to I need to replay the things which matter most, right? Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, they'll you'll you'll hear these types of things, and they sound really good, but they're not attainable because they're built upon things that, if you miss them, it could and you. But yet, you build the whole structure and process on hitting them, then it seems like I failed. And then this didn't work, and the whole thing fell apart. So how do you become inspired, right? How do you how do you feel like? How do you feel like, and how do you recognize your life does matter? And how do you replay the things that matter? How do you even know what's what's supposed to matter and what matters in life? And so, you know, because of, I'm a man of faith, right? You're listening to this podcast. Many of you are people of faith. 
and that's the key, right? Then I try to find something in God's word. How many know that God's word, the word of God, the Bible says that heaven and earth will pass away. So everything that everyone has ever built, anything upon in this world will pass away. It will all pass away. But the Bible says, my word, God said, my word will not, right? It will remain. So I try to find something in God's word for me. And I'm going to give you a few scriptures, you know, that just uh, will help. And uh, these are some below that are just kind of a lightning bolt, right? To just kind of just, just bust into the situation, into the scene. And God's word has a way of doing that. Um, And these are scriptures that, that, that yell through the noise, you know, I'm thinking about noise. I'm thinking about, you know, looking at the great men and women of God in the Bible that sometimes we, we look at again and we say, man, that, that was amazing. You know, we preach sermons on them. You know, when Peter walked on water, we think that's amazing. That man got out of the boat and put his feet on the water, you know, and walked on something. He walked where natural men would sink. Well, that's amazing to me, right? And so you look at that and you think, on top of all of that, he walked on the water and there was this noise going on around him. A, there was probably disciples. It doesn't say this, but they were like, man, are you crazy? What are you doing, Peter? You're stepping out into the water. You're going to sink. And then there was waves that were going on around him and there was a wind that was crashing around him. And this guy got out of the boat in spite of all of this, in spite of his own mind and his his own self telling him, you you can't walk on this. And he got out. And so the scriptures, the word of God, they need to, they need, they yell through and they pierce the noise. How many know that you need something that's going to be able to pierce the noise of the world, pierce the social media noise, pierce the news noise, pierce the noise of what your bank account says or what your relationship status looks like or what your 401k says, right? It's, it's what, regardless of your job status regardless of you know your your are you hitting those failures your 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 physical goals right what your what the doctor says you need something to yell through it so these are some scriptures that yell through it right and they yell to me and they say this these scriptures will say david your life matters and that's what i want them to say to you okay and here's here's one i love and this one we we quote this but i want you to this is the word of god this isn't like a t-shirt this isn't like a meme this isn't something that you throw up just in post it sounds good so you can get a few amens or some likes right this is the scripture this is the infallible inherent word of god the, the, remember heaven and earth will pass away but my what my word will remain so jeremiah 29:11 says for i know the thoughts i think toward you says the lord Come on, that's God saying that thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. That's the scripture that I cling to. I cling to it, again, not to motivate someone else, but that give me life to get to know that God himself said, I, he thinks about me. I know the thoughts I think toward you. What? I mean, hold on a second. There are people in this world that you drive past on the road or that you walk past in the supermarket or even that you go to church with and that you smile at and then you walk past and then you don't think of them again because you don't know them. They're not, they're not, you're not thinking thoughts. God said, and he's speaking to everybody. He's no respecter of a person. You, me, to the least, to the greatest, to the richest, to the poorest, to the most successful, to the not, to the one who's seemingly insignificant, to the one who has the least followers, to the most followers, right? He said, I know the thoughts I think toward you. He's thinking about you and I and their thoughts of peace, not of evil, and to give you a future and a hope. So God has a future for every one of us. That's what Jeremiah 29, 11 says. And so I need to know I'm alive for a reason. So how do I get motivated? It's not that I hop out of bed, right? 
and I just start clapping, dancing, you know, doing the two-step and just saying, you know, hey, man, today's going to be a great day and I keep telling myself that until I believe it. No, because listen, you, you can you maybe lie to a lot of people, but you can't lie to yourself. You know, yourself or telling you. So what do you need to do? You need to, you need to find out why you're alive. And so you need to know that your life matters. You need to know that your future is filled with hope. You need to know that God has your back. Here's another scripture that I love. James 1, 2, and 3. He says, My brethren, count on all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Now, we don't like the word patience. We don't like the, the, the uh, testing. We don't like trials, right? We don't like any of that. The scripture, you go, look, what, well, how is this scripture beneficial, David? Because here's the reality, whether you like them or not, how many, how many, how many wake up many mornings? How many go to bed many nights? How many spend many days and many weeks walking through something that you think you're the only person that ex- has experienced it? Well, I, I take comfort in knowing that there's a scripture in the Bible that God inspired somebody to write, right? That you're going to walk through things, that you're going to that you're going to be tested, that you're going to have to that you're going to your te- your faith is going to be tested. It makes me, it makes it, and so then he says, count it all joy. He's not saying count it all, like, it's not like a, a, a uh, it's not a fake it till you make it, right? It's not like you're going through it and it hurts and you're going, this doesn't hurt, this doesn't hurt, nah, this doesn't hurt, nah, this doesn't hurt, I'm not sick, I'm not sick. That's not what he's saying, right? He's saying to count it all joy because to realize that it's not going to take you out, that it's, that it's, that, that the Romans 8, 28 says that all things work together for the good to them that love God and to them that are the called according to his purpose. So that he's in the middle of whatever you are going through. He didn't cause it. He didn't bring it, but he allowed it or it's going on and he's still God in the midst of it. So that's the scripture. So when, when I run into life challenges and how many know we do? And the reality is we could say we don't, we could wish we don't, we could, we could try to, we could try to, you know, uh, uh, you know, self-talk it away. But the reality is there are challenges in life. And when you walk through challenges and when I walk through challenges, I need to know, right, that God's with me, right? I need to know that I'm in, I'm in for a battle, but God's with me. I, I take courage in knowing that this is normal. That, that, that I'm not walking through something abnormal, right? That it's not just me. <clears throat> right? But that this is a process. Yeah, the process sucked, right? Yes, it, it hurt. It hurts, right? It, yes, it may feel, maybe maybe it makes you feel humiliating what you're walking through, you know? But did it help you become a better man? Did it help you become a better woman? Did it help you become a better husband or wife? Did it help you become a better father or mother? Did it help you become a better friend, a better leader, a better CEO, a better owner? Did it help you become a better steward, right? Did it help you appreciate? I was talking to someone even this morning and I just, you know, we were uh, do business together and I, I asked him at the end of the call, we were just a business call, but we're, he's a man of faith. And I just said, how are you doing? And he, and he said, man, you know, uh, you know, normally we don't even ask that question. Right. But I said, how are you doing? And then he's went to some health challenges and some things that he went through the last couple of weeks. And he said, you know, just keep praying. And I said, I will. And I prayed kind of right there. And he said, you know, when you're in the hospital, it just helps you, you know, kind of put it in perspective. And he said the scripture, and he, he quoted Proverbs 3, 5, which is one of my favorite scriptures, trust the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And he said that scripture out of all the scriptures kept coming back to me. And, you know, then he, then he said something. He said, you know, and I just want to encourage you today, David, with that scripture. And so, you know what? I want to encourage you with that. That's the word of God, right? 
And that's one that we need to take and we need to put, you know, into our arsenal of scriptures and say that this is, God said he's, if we trust in him, if we don't lean on our own understanding, look, if your understanding could get it done, wouldn't it have been done by now? If your if your if your wisdom can get it done, wouldn't it be done by now? But I don't have the wisdom for some of the things that I walk through. I don't have the wisdom. You know, I'm thinking of Solomon. You know, uh, you know he he didn't have what it took. He didn't have the pedigree. You know, he had the he had the birthright and he had he had the position, but he didn't have the pedigree. He didn't have the answers. And so when God said, "What do you want from me?" He asked for wisdom because he realized that he was lacking in what it took to be the leader that he was called to be. And so you know, I can relate to that. So lean not onto your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And then when you do that, he'll, he'll make your path straight. And that's powerful, right? James 1.5, here's another one that I, I lean on. This will help you. James 1.5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, this is what Solomon did, right? Let him ask of God. Who gives to all liberally, and without reproach, and it will be given to him. So it's crazy because sometimes, you know, sometimes we go through things, and I've done this, where you just go, you're you're kind of like, well, man, God, you know, you know, I, 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 I you know, man, you know, I, you're, you're thinking, I, I'm frustrated, or, and and, but are you asking? There's been times where I've gone through these types of things, and the enemy will try to cloud me, and you know, I, I'll. I'll I'll like try to, I'll look at God, you know, and I'm like, God, you know, and I kind of look at him like, you know, maybe I'm rolling my eyes, like your kid will kind of roll your eyes or you you look at him and you know, you're like, Hey, God noticed me. I'm over here. I'm going through something. And he, of course he knows. But, but then I realize sometimes that, you know, the enemy has taken away or has distracted me from using my ability to ask. So if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally without reproach and it will be given to him. I'm thinking back when I was starting my own business, you know, this happened many times since then, but over 20, you know, 25, 26 years ago when I initially started in business, young guy, um, you know, and I had never done it before, you know, I needed wisdom. And of course I need wisdom now, but I remember back in this particular time, maybe it speaks to somebody who's pioneering something right now. <clears throat> you know, I needed wisdom. I needed creative ideas. I needed God-like ideas, you know, so I prayed, you know, I called out to God. And he answered with ideas to get my business off the ground. Why? Because he specifically wants me to ask. It's not like, it's like, it's not like, I'm, it's like, hey, God, just automatically know and automatically do it for me. He is a God that requires you to ask. I'm thinking of a scripture, you know, um, initially it's uh, something that, you know, you kind of look at and you go, man, why? But there's a woman that the Bible says, and I don't have the scripture in front of me, but uh, you can look it up. The woman who the Bible says in the King James, I think it's like she was bowed over and could not lift herself up. So like I'm thinking of a woman who had a, uh, a crippling issue that made her bow over, you know, like, like bent over significantly. And it said that she could not lift herself up. And when she, when she came around Jesus, there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, a passage where he looks at her and he calls the woman to him. This is a, a woman where, you know, you look at her and you know, there's something going on physically. And so, but Jesus didn't go to her. He, he made her come to him. And then he asked her woman, what, what do you need? And then, you know, as if it weren't obvious, Maybe your situation's obvious. Maybe you think, well, God, you should just automatically know what I need and automatically do it for me. Well, are you asking? Right? I needed 
God ideas. I prayed. I called out to God. And he answered for ideas to help get my business off the ground. You know, there's been times even recently where I've had to look back at this type of lesson and I said, have I asked? So this is how the word of God has worked for me. And, and it works for really any situation, right? We, we face an enemy every single day. I mean, the enemy we face, this is what the Bible says about that enemy, right? The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And inside of that framework of steal, kill, and destroy, he unleashes many ways to do this, okay? He, he could distract, he could, you know, he could disappoint, he could discourage, not to use all some D words there, but he, you know, he doesn't just destroy. He doesn't just kill. He doesn't just steal. He begins to, he begins to pick it apart. He begins to do little things. He uses all types of tools that fit into the framework of stealing your joy, stealing your peace, you know, stealing your happiness, stealing your sense of security, stealing your faith, right? Killing your joy, you know, and then eventually his goal is to try to destroy. Maybe he can't destroy you. You're bought by the blood of the lamb. But he could, could he, can he destroy a season in your life? Can he destroy peace long enough where it destroys this season of you entering into what God has for you? And so there's no getting around it. You're going to face this enemy. I'm going to face this enemy. And it's going to happen daily, right? Here's the thing. You and I are in for a fight. So no, I don't wake up every day and motivate, be and, and, and motivated, right? But I do wake up every day just like you, and and, and the enemy, because I'm doing something for the Lord. The enemy's job is to try to keep me from that and keep me from God's truth. So we're in it for we're in for a fight. So it it might be a long range, it might be mid range, right? It might be close range, but it's coming. And so here's the question we have to ask ourselves, right? Are we prepared? And do we have the right weapons? The Bible says in Second uh, Corinthians ten, it says the weapons of our warfare. They're not carnal. They're not, they're not human. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. But this is the part I like here because like, we're like, well, what's a stronghold? I, you know, It says, in the casting down of imaginations and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of who God is. So there's the difference right there. We, have to, we, we believe his word. We believe who he is. We believe the purpose he's placed in our life. We believe the promise. We believe the vision. We believe the plan. We know what it is. We feel good about it, right? And then the enemy comes along and tries to do these things, steal, kill, destroy, distract, right? And, 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 and disillusionment, disappointment, discouragement. He tries to bring all these things, right? He moves us around, gets our eye off the ball, so to speak. And here's the thing, whether it's long-term, mid-term, or short-term, you know, we try to use weapons of natural, but the reality is what he's trying to do is, is, is put thoughts in our mind that counter what God is. So when that when the word says in 2 Corinthians 10, 4 or 5, that uh, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and casting down, it casts down imaginations because God's word is true. The enemy brings counterfeit, which is an imagination, but the imagination can be real and could take you off your game. And so it casts down those imaginations and those things that exalt itself above God that try to say, this is gonna take the place of what God's word said for your life. So can I just say it this way? In the, don't show up to a gunfight with a knife. You know, when, when my ego, my self-worth, my goal, my vision, my plan, my family, when this attacked, what do I do, right? Am I prepared? Do I have the right words for the fight? We're going to get into a fight, guaranteed. So I want to be prepared. I want you to be prepared. And while this is bouncing in your brain, right, let me, let me just leave you with this reminder 
Someone needs courage from you. You have a purpose. Going back to the reason you get out of bed, whether you feel motivated or not, because there's a why in your future. There's a why, right? Someone needs encouragement from you. Someone needs wisdom from you. Someone needs you to come out victorious. The world's counting on you, right? Your family's counting on you. Your business is counting on you. Your kids are counting on you. So clutch up and and let's get a win today. Let's get a win this week. What do you say? Amen? So hey, I may seem like a motivated person, but in reality, mm -mm, I'm not. But I can tell you this. I encourage myself in the Lord. And when I'm down, I know it's just par for the course. I'm going to count it all joy because I know that God is with me. And I know the enemy would not be coming against me if he didn't fear what God's plan in my life was going to do for not only myself and my family, but for those around me in the world that it can touch. Amen? So here's the thing. Count it all joy. Don't wake up and say, I don't feel like it today, so I must not be in the right place. Understand that it's not about the way you feel. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Amen? Hey, I hope you guys enjoy today's podcast. Make sure you share it. Listen, wherever you consume our podcast, make sure you like it and subscribe to it. On Wednesdays, it comes out on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on our YouTube page. If you would, please subscribe and share. It helps us just touch and reach more people. If you are on social media, follow us and tag us. If you tag us in post, it just it just helps pump us up. Let us know that God's doing something and that we're making a difference, and we appreciate that. Uh, if you want to catch us live every week, Diane and I come live, and we have a small group of people. It's only available live on Tuesdays at eight thirty a.m. And that's only available on our Game Changer app, which you need to get by the way. Our Game Changer app. You can go to Apple or Android. You can go to Roku. It's Game Changer by. IPD agency. And let me tell you, we've had over six, oh, close to 6,000 people download our app just in the last few months. It's a fairly new app, but I promise you there's resources there. There's Bible plans that I write on version. Um, there's uh, all types of resources and um, you're, 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 you're definitely enjoy it. And you can join us live on Tuesday mornings. We appreciate you. And Diane and I will be back next week for a brand new episode of Game Changer Podcast. Until then, have a wonderful week.